This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. This is Cliff Mass, and it's Friday, August 13th, and let's talk about the weather. Smoke from British Columbia has settled over the region, and you can see the effects on the sun, which now has this yellowish cast to it. Air quality varies considerably around the region. It's very poor east of the Cascades, moderate over the interior, around Seattle to Bellingham, down to Vancouver, and actually quite good along the coast, so big changes. You look at the satellite picture this morning, though, you can see the veil of smoke over the whole region. Now, for many of the locations in the interior of western Washington, air quality will degrade at the surface during the day. And that's because the sun will heat the surface that will cause more mixing and bring some of the smoke that's just above the surface down to the ground. So I expect air quality to actually get worse during the day today. Highs will reach around 95 degrees in central Puget Sound, very similar to yesterday, around 100 degrees in Portland, and in eastern Washington, the Columbia Basin, maybe 100 to 105. Ironically, the temperatures would have been warmer over the region without the smoke. Uh, The smoke reflects and absorbs some of the sun's rays, uh, resulting in less solar radiation reaching the surface. So the smoke is probably taking off around 3 to 8 degrees Fahrenheit, something like that. Now, Saturday will be a transitional day as a shallow layer of marine air starts to move inland at low levels into into western Washington and Oregon. And this will occur because low pressure will be strengthening east of the Cascades, helping to push that marine air in. Air quality over western Washington, Oregon will start to improve on Saturday. You will notice it. And temperatures, because of the marine air, will drop around 5 degrees Fahrenheit. I think it'll top out around 90 degrees here in central Puget Sound. Now, Sunday will bring a little stronger influx of marine air. Temperatures will cool a bit. A high is dropping about 5 degrees into the mid-80s. But it's going to be Monday that's going to bring normality. That's the big change day as a weak Pacific front will move through. Uh, that'll bring much deeper marine air in. Our temperatures will drop to around normal, the mid to upper 70s this time of the year. And things will seem you know, like they should by the time we get to Monday. Looking forward, looking at the extended high resolution forecast, no major heat wave is in sight. So you can breathe easily about that. And I suspect there won't be much smoke at low levels on the west side of the Cascade Crest. Now, before I end, I wanted to talk about a fascinating weather extreme that occurred on Thursday. Bellingham zoomed to 100 degrees on Thursday, breaking its all-time record. It got to 100 degrees. The record was 96. Uh, Temperatures were even warmer to the northeast of Bellingham in the Fraser River Valley. But if you went north or south of Bellingham, temperatures were far lower. So what was going on? 
why you should blame localized northeasterly winds aloft that were interacting with the terrain. And I'll call this feature a downslope temperature spike. Now, when air moves down terrain, it is warm by compression. You go from higher elevations to lower, the air sinks, and it's warm by compression. Now, the weather configuration yesterday put strong northeasterly winds over the region. You know, that area around Bellingham, North Cascades, and, and southern B.C., and those strong northeasterly winds then descended down out of the Cascades down towards near the surface. And this was enhanced in the Fraters the River Valley, which is a weakness in the Cascades. And so we had sinking air from the northeast, sinking down into the Fraser River Valley. And this warm air then got ducted out, right out into Bellingham, bound because Bellingham is downstream the Fraser River Gap. And so... 100 degrees in Bellingham, 102, 107 even to the northeast in the Fraser River Valley. But it was 15 degrees cooler, 20 miles to the north and south. Another fascinating example, the interaction of winds and terrain in our region. One final thing I want to have a reminder for those of you who are Patreon supporters. uh, I will have a special session tomorrow, Saturday the 14th at 10 10 a.m. So I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Several of you have asked me about the new UN climate report. This is the IPCC, the International Program on Climate Change, sixth assessment report. This week they released the first part, the physical science basis. Let me start by saying that the IPCC is a very good thing, bringing together scientists around the world to produce a consensus view on the impacts of increasing greenhouse gases. We are much better off for having the IPCC. That said, these reports are not perfect. There are sometimes obvious biases and deficiencies particularly in their discussion of regional implications of climate change. The report this week was an update on the physics of climate change, and the media certainly reacted to it. Headlines describing gloom and doom uh, and an irreversible climate change and impending disaster were widespread. But if you take the time to actually read the report, and I read a lot of it. If you read it, its message is far more measured and more optimistic than than many in the media, uh, activist politicians, and climate change advocacy groups are putting on. So based upon my detailed reading of the report, let me give you some of what I believe are the highlights. First, the report found that the earth is warming and humans are the dominant cause. Not a big surprise. How much warming? They estimated that the warming of the globe since the late 1800s is about 1.07 degrees centigrade. That is 1.9 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's what we're talking about. From before humans could be having an effect to now, 
the globe is warmed about 2 degrees Fahrenheit. Not 5 degrees, not 10 degrees or 20 degrees, about 2 degrees. Now, this is hardly the end of the world. And I should note that here in the Northwest, we've warmed by roughly the same amount. They also provide an estimate of how sensitive the Earth's atmosphere is to increases in carbon dioxide. They provide a fancy number called the ECS, the Equilibrium Climate Sensitivity. What this is, is how much will the Earth eventually warm if you double CO2? Now, at the current rate of CO2 emissions, our atmosphere will double the amount of CO2 from pre-industrial times. It will double that amount around the year 2070. And it will take decades more, several decades more, for the atmosphere to catch up or equilibrate with that. So the number that they are trying to estimate gives you an idea of the potential warming roughly at the beginning of the next century. The IPCC estimate in this report, this new report, is that this sensitivity is around 3 degrees centigrade for doubling CO2. Okay, And there's an uncertainty there, which they've tightened up of about 1 degree centigrade. So you double the CO2, eventually the Earth will warm by about 3 degrees C. Now, this estimate is pretty much exactly where it's been for decades. If you look at the reports 20 years ago, they were pretty much the same. So no surprises, no major changes. So the implication of all this is that we will warm up by 3 degrees centigrade from pre-industrial times by sometime in the next century. Okay, That's another 2 degrees on top of what we've had. Okay, So roughly the Earth will warm up by the beginning of next century by two degrees centigrade or three and a half degrees Fahrenheit. Now, a very important finding of the new report is they do not believe in the most aggressive CO2 increase projections. These are known as scenarios. So we have scenarios of how much CO2 will increase. Now, the most severe and extreme uh, scenarios are what we call RCP 8.5 and 7.0. And unfortunately, many, if not most, of the climate research papers have used such exaggerated estimates of CO2 increases. And unfortunately, a lot of these uh, excessive estimates are found in the current report. Interestingly and importantly, the new IPCC report does not find any evidence of climate tipping points where increasing warming past a certain threshold leads to large changes in the climate system. They don't suggest that there are any tipping points. What about the implications for extreme weather? The IPC's report has a much more nuanced estimate of the effects on extreme weather than in most media headlines. The report suggests that climate change will make heat waves more intense and longer but that cold waves, which do kill a lot of people, cold waves will weaken. The, the report suggests that the heaviest precipitation will get heavier, but that there is no evidence that global warming has contributed, is contributing or will contribute to increased flooding like we saw in Europe this summer. Regarding droughts, 
the IPCC report finds no evidence that global warming will lead to more meteorological or hydrological droughts, but that warming might lead to more agricultural droughts, mainly due to warmer temperatures causing more evaporation. The report finds no evidence that the globe has or or will experience increasing numbers of tropical cyclones uh, or hurricanes. No evidence that global warming has increased the intensity or frequency of winter storms. No evidence that global warming will increase the intensity or frequency of thunderstorms, tornadoes, or lightning. The report does suggest global warming will increase fire weather and wildfires. But this is an area I know about, and I find that their analysis is somewhat weak, particularly with respect to wildfires in North America. They don't discuss the impacts of fire suppression over the last century, invasive flammable grasses, or the large effects of increasing number of people leading to more ignitions. That's not in this report. What about extreme winds? This report finds no evidence that global warming plays a role. In short, in summary, the IPC report suggests a slowly warming planet in which most extreme weather is not increasing. This warming offers challenges, but mankind has both the time and capability to deal with most of them. Quite honestly, this is a relatively optimistic report, but one that is being in accurately characterized by some as predicting a near immediate apocalyptic future. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.